The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to Hoop Ball NBA DFS today. I am Andrew Hansen, joined by Mike Apatria. And Mike, we are back on the back-to-back. We've got your fancy microphone up and ready recording. So we're looking for some good audio tonight. And we're looking for some good lineups. But before we get into the Friday slate, Friday, January 10th, how are your Thursday lineups doing? We're doing well. I mean, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties in the last podcast. So it came in botchy and chopped up. And it seemed like there was about a 15-second delay on some of the overlap of us talking. So uh, people probably got, like, bits and pieces of, of the guys that we were interested in. Uh, probably not the whole gist of it. Uh, so we do apologize. But a lot of the guys that we touched on, uh, Andrew, did, did pretty well. Uh, and are doing well. You know, we were all over Westbrook. We faded hard and completely. That panned out well. Uh, you know, we talked about Drummond. We need, we, we also talked before we got in there. Neither one of us finished with too many shares of him. Uh, but he's having, you know, had an absolutely phenomenal game. We talked about Wiggins. We talked about Teague. Uh, both those guys played pretty well. And uh, overall, I mean, it's it's looking like I'm, I'm going to have a pretty decent night. Uh, I don't think it's going to be record-breaking or anything like that. But as long as we're in the green, we're, we're net positive. We're happy with that. We'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, second quarter right now as we record of the Houston OKC game. So Westbrook already has 14 real points. Harden only has four. So he certainly got the leg up. Uh, time for Harden to recover. But but so far, looking like Westbrook was a good call. And one thing I did not do was I did not stack that Cleveland-Detroit game. And, of course, it went to overtime. So Drummond got a little bit extra. Derek Rose, Tristan Thompson, these guys that you – know, I only had a couple shares of Drummond, a couple shares of Rose – um, but I certainly did not stack that game. And, you know, getting three or four guys from that matchup was the way to the top of the leaderboard here on Thursday. Yeah, and I had uh, zero Rose, zero Thompson, so and um, a little bit of Drummond. So that's kind of why I'm still clinging on right now. And I'm telling you, I'm not getting – I'm not hitting the nuts. I, I didn't have too much from that game. I had a couple one-off of uh, – you know, I had a little Garland uh, from Cleveland. I played a little Kevin Love. Um, and I did, and, and just a little drum. And those are the only pieces I really targeted from that game. And it was a lot of the ancillary guys, the lower owned guys, uh, that are going to end up bringing people over the edge. So that's that's kind of something I think we touched on a little bit, um, whether it was last night or a few nights ago, or maybe last week, where we were talking about DJ Augustine, uh, where maybe he had that big game against Washington, and you know he was low owned and everything else. And it was like, are you surprised? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, are you surprised that DJ Augustine had a good game against Washington? Are we or should we su- be surprised that Derrick Rose and and uh, you know had a great game against you know the Cavs? Cleveland, probably yeah, not. You know? No, it's, it's it's something that I should have probably been more on. And uh, you know, kudos to you. And I, I wish I wish I could have listened back to our podcast and heard it because uh, I'm sure you said something about it on there. And um, I just I I never play Derrick Rose. It's one of my things and. Um, I'm paying the price tonight for it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's right. I mean, it's it is one of those things. But yeah, Cleveland had the 29th ranked defense. And for those who uh, heard the first podcast for Thursday, uh, hopefully you heard the second one. Coach and I went back this afternoon on Thursday and did a quick recording of the Thursday slate to get the improved audio out to everybody. So hopefully you got that. And we apologize again. Uh, We're back on track here for the Friday slate. Before we get into this Big Ten Gamer, we want to give a shout-out to MyBookie.ag, our presenting sponsor. We're coming up on the divisional weekend in the NFL, so we've got a lot of opportunities there with four exciting matchups to go make some plays, straight wagers, parlays, you name it. And we also have the NCAA title game coming up on Monday. So big weekend of football. We're right in the middle of NBA Head over there, and with your deposit, please use the promo code promo code DFS today, and you can get half of your deposit matched up to a thousand. So if you put in two thousand, you can have a thousand matched for free, um, all the way down, no matter what your deposit is. So uh, check them out and continue to uh, go on to Amazon and get some Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee. Uh, I was out at dinner tonight talking with a friend about it, 
and spreading the word. And it's one of those things you just feel good about because, you know, you, you're genuine when you're talking about it. And I'm sure all the listeners can hear that when Mike and I talk about it because we love it so much. Uh, same with Coach. So um, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, um, check them out at hawaiianisles.com. Did you, uh, did you tell them about the clip? You know, I don't think we got to the clip. Go let them get surprised. Uh, let them let them order let them order a bag of that primo stuff. Uh, when it comes in that fancy gold clip, he's going to be like, "Wow, stuff's legit." Yeah, it's uh, exactly it's, a little, it's, little cherry on top. It's it's the instant thought. You you look at it and you're <laughs> like, you know, these guys are good when they're putting a gold clip on their stuff. <laughs> I should have mentioned it, but you're right. It'll be a good surprise for him. <laughs> All right, well, let's get going here. We got a big slate on Friday night. It starts at 7 o'clock with a very juicy matchup for fantasy. We've got Atlanta traveling to Washington, top five in pace for both of these teams, and bottom five in defense for both of these teams. So, Mike, who who are we going to start our focus with in this juicy matchup? Oh, just exactly what you said. It's a juicy matchup. I mean, when both of these teams are on a slate, we just look at whatever team they're facing and we want to load up on it. So it's hard not to want a lot of action in this. Um, a lot of this is also going to be site dependent because I'm looking at a site like DraftKings where we usually do our standard pricing and we're, we're paying a premium for these guys. We'll start with the Hawks. Trey Young, 10-4, uh, you know, coming off a huge triple-double going against Houston. This is another fantastic spot for him. 10-4, it's a price I'm worth paying. I mean, we're talking about 9700 against Houston. Came out, blew the roof off the doors. I wouldn't expect another 80-point performance or anything like that, but um, I could see 50-55 pretty easily going against Washington. So I have no problem going with Trey Young. Uh, John Collins is another guy in a fantastic matchup, but that 8500 price tag, uh, it's it's tough. I mean, at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, I'd rather just pay the $1,900 more for Trey Young, uh, get that guaranteed, secured. I know like 45 or 50 out of them in this type of matchup. Uh, John Collins at 85, it's 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 a little too hard for me to stomach. Maybe I'll end up with a few shares as a pivot and lineups I maybe don't have Young, but I'm not going to go out of my way to play him. Um, and at the end of the day, I think all these other wings, it's always kind of like a little bit of a toss-up. But we saw them go super young last uh, last game where they started Huerter, uh, Reddish, Hunter, Trey, and uh, Collins. So if they decide that they want to just keep that young route and keep running, I don't mind looking at a guy like Hunter at 4800 I think he's at a more than a fair price tag, and this is just a fantastic matchup for him. And Huerter's just been balling. But I think 6 k it kind of takes a lot of his like uh, upside away. You know, I'd rather him be in that mid five range. Yeah, those first three guys were the were the notes I made, and I agree. We we really have to pay a premium in this matchup, unfortunately. And so for me, it is more about getting some a significant amount of Trey Young, and not going to Collins for my core build. And I really think that what I'm going to do is when I build a couple lineups where I just stack this game, then I'll go ahead. I'll get Trey. I'll get Collins paired with him. And then either Herder or Hunter and run it back on the other side. But yeah, Collins at 8.5, that's just tough. I mean, you want to pair him up with Trey Young, but um, his prices just keeps rising and rising. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, the only the only like major pieces in this game that I'm not going to have exposure to are probably going to be like Reddish and Len. And I wouldn't even be shocked if, if they had good games. But I have to draw the line somewhere. I can't have exposure to absolutely everybody. Uh, but when I'm talking about just pure upside and looking at, you know, the guys I want to play in GPPs, Trey Young's one of those guys, DeAndre Hunter at his price tag, we've seen that 30 to 35 points. So, um, you know, he's getting a solid boost going against Washington and Werder, he's, he's been rock solid. I don't love the $6,100 price tag, but he showed us he can get 35, 36, 38, um, and even upside of over 40. So I, I mean, against Washington, you know, you can't go wrong with any of these guys. If you're not playing young, get exposure to one of these other wings or something. Yeah, so then let's let's talk about how we're going to run it back. We got some question marks on the other side and some changes. We've got Beal questionable at 8.6. We've got Davis Bertans finally back in the lineup at 5.9. He's been dealing with a quad injury, so his return is going to change things around a little bit. How do you think it's going to impact the rotation here and, and who do you like for the Wizards? So um, obviously, you know, this is all going to be determined by whether or not Bradley Beal is playing or not. Um, it seems like he's inching closer and closer to returning. So we're going to have to monitor that. If Beal plays, um, it's it's going to be hard. You know, we're going to have to see what kind of restriction, if any, he's going to be on, what kind of minutes he's going to be allowed. Same thing with Bertans. 
Uh, I love both of these guys if we hear that they're not playing. If they're playing and they don't have any sort of minutes restriction, I would have tons of shares in both of them. Uh, with that being said, if they are being restricted, we're, we're paying a pretty solid premium for Beal. Getting a slight discount on Bertans, but coming back after a week's, week's of absence uh, from a quad injury, generally you're going to be limited when you're coming back. So um, I'm only going to be looking at too much of the Wizards if, if Beal's sitting. Uh, I, I don't mind McCray at 65. He's been absolutely balling throughout the last game. It was a blowout. Uh, I don't take that into consideration. And uh, I'm, I mean, I, I've been struggling to jump on the Ish Smith bandwagon. Have you been playing any of them? A little bit, yeah. Sort of half and half. I've been on him a couple nights when he's gone big. I missed him a couple nights. I just been getting burned, so I, I'm just going to continue to get burned if he goes off. I mean, again against the Hawks, wouldn't be surprised. Trey Young defense, but. Uh, I'll be looking at McCray probably, and then if if we see Beal or a guy like uh, Bertans is having any restriction, I'll, I'd love playing one of those guys too. Yeah, I'm hoping that that Beal is out again, and we go back to McCray. And I agree. I think you know, 20 minutes in the last one, it was a blowout. We just throw that out and hope we get a little bit lower ownership, and he just goes off in this high-paced, high-scoring matchup. And I, I'm leaning towards fading Ish here, um, hoping he just has an average night. And hopefully McCray comes back and dominates. Yeah, I mean that's generally the consensus. Is Smith having an average night? These shots have a bit off the wall for him. Yeah, um, definitely and not the norm. Percentage too. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Uh, and law of averages, and just knowing what Ish Smith plays like, this isn't the norm. No, no, it's not. <laughs> All right, well let's move to game two. We're going to go to New York for this one for a seven fifteen tip off in the Mecca. It is the Pelicans facing the Knicks, and we have Drew Holiday out again, Kenrich Williams out. Uh, On the Knicks side, we have Julius Randle out, Marcus Morris questionable. So some big names. What are you going to do with this game? Yeah, I mean, this is a very interesting game. I think it's going to be a little fantasy-friendly game. Um, I think a lot of people are actually going to have a little sneaky shares in here. I have no problem looking at Lonzo at 7,300. He's just been balling with uh, Holiday out. A little bit of a down game, but the fact that Ingram's questionable, the, you know, this, the shot attempts were the only thing that were down last game. He took 11, but two of the past four games, or I'm sorry, three of the past f- uh, five games, he's had uh, at least 16 shot attempts, one with 19, one with 20. If Ingram sits, he's going to have to be up there at least 15, 16 shot attempts. So I have no problem paying that price tag at 7,300 for him. Uh, a guy like Redick, he's just been playing great as well. Uh, Fifty six hundred, a little bit priced up, but again, he's going to get good. He's going to get good usage with Holiday sitting. If Ingram sits, a lot of that usage is going to have to get funneled to these guys on the wing. So I'd have no problem paying for him at fifty six, and I'd be looking at Hart. I'm probably not going to go too much to the front court, uh, but I'm going to be looking to take the the guys that are going to get these extra shot attempts on the wing. Um, if Ingram sits, and I know that they're still going to get some solid run just because Holiday sitting, so it's they're solid plays, and there's definitely room for even more upside if if we see Ingram sit out. Yeah, I like Redick if Ingram is out. I like him a lot at five point six, and Ball certainly a play for me as well. What about Hayes? He finally showed some signs of life. Four K. Any interest in him? He played great, um, phenomenal actually. But I'm not going to try to chase it uh, at the end of the day. I think. Uh, you know, there's other spots we can go to, and we're talking. He's now seeing $800 price increases from that last game, and he shot seven to ten. You know, the the previous uh, two games or three games combined, he has a, he had a total of eight shot attempts, and then the right. last one he had ten. So, <laughs> um, I'm not really going to go out there and, and, and chase that. Okay, good. How about on the Knicks side with Julius Randle out? How about Portis? His price jumped up quickly. We can't really take advantage of that anymore. Yeah, that's kind of obnoxious. I'm a little upset about that. Um, I'm also upset that Miritic's not on the Pelicans anymore because the, <laughs> this would, that would have been a little fun oh, yeah. narrative uh, oh, going yeah. into this game with a little punch in the mouth or something like that. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, 6,400, I think people are going to be a little scared off. Uh, but I don't mind looking at him in this matchup at 6,400. It's a great matchup for him if he's going to be playing like he did last game. Uh, you know, seeing at you know high twenty eight, he probably would see a couple more minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the low thirties. But Portis is a shooter. He's a gunner. Uh, he's a very selfish player, and he's had teammates say that about him plenty of times. Where he kind of just puts his head down and uh, will dry out like six to ten seconds out of a shot clock and shoot before he even looks to pass. He never look picks his head up, never looks to pass. So once you see him touch the ball. 
expect the shot attempt to follow. So, um, <laughs> I, I, and this is just going to be a, a garbage matchup of just back and forth bad basketball, especially if we see uh, now that Ingram is questionable and Holiday's already rolled out. So, um, I don't mind him. I'm not going to go rushing out to play him, but if I happen to land on him at 6,400, I'll feel comfortable knowing he's the last guy I snuck in there to make my lineup work. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not the type of guy you want on your team who's going to get in fights and shoot all the time, but for fantasy, it's it's not a bad way to approach it. No, no. I, I, <laughs> hey, listen, I don't I don't want him to be like, I'm a Mavs fan. I wouldn't want him anywhere near the Mavericks. Uh, you know, God forbid he looks at Luka the wrong way. Right, <laughs> Cuban would have him sent sent away so fast. But uh, I mean, I'm not really looking at a ton more on on the Knicks in general. I mean, with Randall out, there is going to be a ton of usage to go around. We'll see it get distributed pretty evenly. Um, but we also have to keep an eye on Marcus Morris, who's also questionable. It's his neck again, so I wouldn't be shocked to see him sick. Um, he missed the last two games already, and the neck thing has been a thing that bothered Morris a, a few times actually throughout his career now. So. Um, there's going to be definitely some usage. You're going to see Bullock uh, probably get a few more shot attempts. He'll probably see his minutes stay in that mid-20. Could get a little bit more if Morris sits out. Um, but, you know, it, it, we have we have 10 games to go through at the end of the day. So do I want to just sit here and guess what Nick is going to be the guy that gets extra usage and extra run and everything right now? Probably not. Uh, but they're all kind of that fair price. They feel they feel okay if you land on them. You know what I mean, Andrew? I don't right. know. I don't know if yeah. you feel any confident in anybody, but I don't have a ton of confidence, but I just know, like, oh, they're playing New Orleans. It's a solid matchup, and there's definitely going to be usage, but I just don't know which one I want to pinpoint just yet. Yeah, Bullock is the other guy I had written down, 3.6, and I feel exactly the same way. If he's the, if you're on the utility spot, you've got 3,600, I'd feel fine playing him. You know, he hasn't been outstanding with these extra minutes, but I, th- I thought he's looked pretty good. I, I saw him a bunch of that game where they were playing the Lakers and, you know, he had a three pointer that was called back because there was a whistle right before the shot. You know, he, he had a couple steals or he was in the mix. Um, so he, you know, he looks like he's capable of getting you 25 to 30 fantasy points with these, with these minutes. So I wouldn't count on it, but, um, I, I may have a share or two of him. Yeah. Good value at the end of the day, if you need it. Yep. Yep. All right, well, let's go to the next game because there are some guys a little bit uh, in that 4K price range where I'm curious about on the Heat side. Curious about your thoughts. It is Miami against Brooklyn, 7.30 start, and some fun news for once in terms of minutes. We've got Karis LeVert, and they're saying, you know, we're ready to increase his minutes, which is great because in the last game, he had 31.5 fantasy points in only 22 minutes. And he's only 6.1K. So he's he's the guy that's jumping out for me on the Brooklyn side. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, when you're getting a guy like coming back from injury and the potential chance of him playing his regular allotment of minutes and not having that regular allotment of price, <laughs> yeah. uh, you got to have some interest. So 6,100, it's not the best matchup we want to see on paper. Um, I would right. love to see him you know, going against a team like the, the Hawks, the Wizards, the, the Knicks, or you know, the Pelicans. Yep, but, exactly. Uh, no, he he gets a tough matchup. So um, at the end of the day, I don't think he's a must play, but I do like it. I do think he'll kind of uh, you know fly a little bit under the radar, especially returning from injury. So uh, so uh, probably my guy on that side of the ball. Um, wouldn't mind if you want to go to Dinwiddie at seventy four hundred. The price tag's kind of coming down. He had a couple strings of bad games. It could be uh, linked to Levert coming back and kind of taking some of that usage back away from that Dinwiddie was drawing. Uh, but, you know, at 7,400, he's still fully capable of having one of those big games any single night. And you're really just, you know, 5X in that, like that 35 to 37 range. So uh, we've seen him do that like five, six, seven games in a row before. Yeah, I agree. I, Dinwiddie's the other net I have a note on because of that price dip. And he had 44.5 fantasy points against Miami when they met earlier. So uh, I like Dinwiddie as well on, on low ownership. And Temple's questionable. Chandler is questionable. So maybe even a few more uh, shot attempts for, for both of these guys. Now, over on the Miami side, your boy Derek Jones Jr. is questionable. Uh, we've got Winslow back in the mix. Uh, anybody standing out for, for the from the Heat? I love that. I, I was actually I was listening to the pod that night, and you gave me you gave me the nice shout out when you guys talked about <laughs> Derek Jones Jr. and I, I heard that. And, uh, I think that's the night that Butler got rolled out. I, I mean, that wasn't my intention when I when I uh, you know I you know I had him already, 
before right. he got rolled out. But so uh, once that happened, though, he became a great play. I think he put up like thirty six points that night. So the Derrick Jones Jr. lives on. Uh, but no, and that's I mean, a nice guy to be associated with. I mean, just high flyer above the rim, acrobatic alley oops. I mean, you know, no wonder you're you're infatuated with him. He reminds me of like Gerald Green, like yep. that type of player who's going to have like a long career. It's just being that like super utility bench guy who can start once in a while. It's just always has the athleticism and the hops and fun to watch. The high flyer, uh, very very similar to me, uh, to him in my opinion. But I'm I mean I on this slate it's on this game you got to be interested in Bam, uh, eighty one hundred going against the Nets. He's got to be your top option at this point. Um, I think I'm gonna have tons of shares of him. I don't know where you're standing on him right now as far as centers on the other slate uh, on the rest of the slate. Uh, but I think at this point, right now, he's easily my top center option. Yeah, he's de- probably my top two, uh, two or three for sure. And he had 42 fantasy points in the matchup earlier. So uh, I'm with you. Uh, Butler, I don't mind. Um, you know that he was kind of nursing. I, I, I didn't remember exactly what the injury is, but I saw that he was nursing something following the game. He's going to be probable to play. Uh, have more BAM. Um, so, but at the end of the day, I'm going to probably get, you know, if I'm playing, let's say 10 lineups out of 20 with Bam, I'll probably have four or five that will have Butler in the, in the lineups that don't have Bam. So I'll kind of pivot off. They're interested in some of these 4k guys. Uh, well, I just wanted to get your, your take on it because hero and Robinson both returned seven, eight X last time out, you know, hero got the price bump up to 4.2 Robinson's still at 4.0 and then none is 4.6, but his usage is down a little bit with Winslow. But any of those guys attractive to you? It's only, if you if you're you know entering multiple lineups. They're definitely, especially in like GPPs. Um, you know when you're looking for those guys that could return some solid value, like you just said. Uh, but trying to figure out which guy it's going to be every single night is going to be tough, especially with Winslow back. It's almost like one of those situations when you're trying to figure out which Celtic starter you want to play between like Hayward, right. Brown, and Tatum. It's they're yep. all good plays, especially in this spot. Uh, could two get some exposure to Butler. So at that point, you know, you got to start crossing guys out of back. He played 15 minutes. we got to expect that that probably gets up a little bit more, maybe to 18 to 20. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. So as those creep up, those minutes got to come away from somewhere. Um, you know, Derek jump them anymore if he sits. Um, I could definitely see Robinson. Um, you know, they usually stretch him out a little bit him at the three. So they can bump up uh, either, you know, Winslow or Butler. Um, I'm not going to really be touching Myers Leonard, you know, 30 minutes in the last game. That was mostly because they were going against that double big matchup. So um, other than that, I'm, I'm really just going to be on Butler. Uh, and then if I had to pick any of the guys out of the, the cheapies, I'd probably go Duncan Robinson, just 4K. Um, and I feel a little bit more secure. He's kid's been a sharpshooter all season, man. Yeah, he really has. Well, that's well done. I, I like your analysis there. I'm with favorite. And if I'm going to go to the cheap guys, and I can only play one. So let's move on to game number four. This is the beginning of the 8 o'clock tip-off pairing. We've got Indiana traveling to Chicago. And what that dust-up with Jimmy Butler, I've got to I've got to think that spotlight on him. And he's going to gonna go out and want to try and perform well. And he's only 5.7. And when this team's played before, he had 38 fantasy points. So... He's the guy that's questionable, and he's up to nine point one. Also questionable. What are your thoughts on the Pacers? I think you hit the nail on the head, man. Nothing uh, else about it. Uh, Brogdon's questionable. Sabonis is questionable. One of those guys sits. It bodes well for Warren. Both of them sit. It's even better. At the end of the day, he'd be the guy I'd want the most exposure to. The narrative just like an added bonus on top of the injury news. Uh, and he played well in the matchup before, even when I believe Sabonis was healthy for that game. So. Um, Warren, um, you know, I, I don't know if a lot of people will be paying yep. attention to the narrative as much. Hopefully, they, but uh, he's fired up. I mean, Jimmy Butler basically, you know, it, it, we got to keep that game circled. I think I already it. wrote I it down. I mean, I if Butler, that. if they're circling but, on their calendars, we got to circle it on ours. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, these guys want to go at it, and Butler called him trash that he's not even in the same league as him and all this stuff. So you got to expect he wants to come absolutely. out here and do a little something, something. Um, you got it. And, and, and he's going to have ample opportunity if these guys hit. So probably the only option I'm really looking at just because I don't want to pay 9,100 for his bonus, even if he is healthy. He's been absolutely smashing. 
Um, I just I just don't like paying premiums for guys that I was getting for such a lower di- price tag earlier, uh, especially on a big slate like this where we've, we've talked about a few guys. Yeah, and he usually is more of a cash game goals. return, um, not like an explosive ceiling. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to shy away from him at 9.1. Then on the other side, we always talk about Levine and that 8K marker. He's over that now. He's at 8.3. Um, but we do have Wendell Carter Jr. out, so – Perhaps some value in the front court. Uh, yeah, I mean, Thad Young should draw another start. He's been playing well with the starts. He's been playing good minutes. So, against if Sabonis, especially if Sabonis is healthy. If he's not healthy, I still think Thad Young's got plenty of uh, ample opportunity to play 30-plus minutes. Um, going against his former team, that surely helps. He was the captain of this team last season. So, uh, you know, you got to expect that. He's going to do some nice handshakes. He's going to get a nice little ovation when he gets there. Oh, I'm sorry. This is in Chicago. I just botched that. My fault. Still against his former team, though. Um, but I just I think with the injuries and all the news and everything like that, him starting playing 34 minutes, giving you that nice return over the past two games of at least 5x compared to his $5,700 price tag right now, probably my favorite option. But if Sabonis is healthy, I think we could take a small look at Gafford. He really let me down in the last one. Um, I had a ton of exposure to him. Really was just hoping for that 22-minute mark. Uh, he's a good, solid, you know, DK point per minute kind of guy. Uh, but if if Sabonis is healthy, you got to expect that he's probably at closer to 22 minutes, um, knowing that they're going to do yes, that double big ball. I'm with you. I, I like Thaddeus as, as well. So, all right, well, let's get to the next matchup because it's a little juicier in terms of expected po- point total and fantasy output. It is the other 8 o'clock game, San Antonio against Memphis. And... Right now, it's Spurs favored by one, and the over-under is 231.5. And both teams are bottom 10 in defense, so this has the makings of what we like, high-scoring, close game. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, so I'll start with the away team. We'll start with the Spurs. Um, you, you know, Aldridge floating around that $7,400 price tag. It feels like that's where he's, his home is right now. Um, I have no problem going with him at that price tag. He's, he's, this is a fantastic matchup for him. Jaron Jackson Jr. is very athletic. He does block plenty of shots, but people sometimes think, you know, just because a guy blocks a lot of shots, that he doesn't give up baskets either. Um, you could do both. We've seen players do both for a long time, and he does both. Aldridge has been crushing them this season. They played twice already. He's almost getting averaging 50 DK points in those games. I think it's like right around that 49 mark. So um, I have absolutely no problem paying 7,400. He'd probably be my primary focus, but I always keep Derek White in my, on my radar at 4,100. He's just been rock solid, even in limited minutes, and there's always just the possible upside that you know maybe Pop gets frustrated with Murray, gives up a couple easy baskets early, and they pull him, and Derek White ends up seeing high 20 minutes. But even in a low 20, that 5X return on, on 4K, 41. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. LaMarcus Aldridge is the guy I have circled, and when you ask centers, this is the guy that I'd probably put a notch ahead of Bam, it's where I'm going to play a spur, and I'm going to play that spur a lot. And it, it is LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, I've I probably put a couple lineups together where I stack this game. I get DeRozan, um, maybe mix it up and get White in there instead of Murray. Um, but what about on the other side? We've got um, these Grizzlies sort of in that nice mid-tier pricing area where we can stack the game pretty easily because a lot of these guys are in that 5 to 7 yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see Morant. I don't think I'll end up getting to him too much. I just don't want to, you know, pick on Mur- um, Murray's defense. It's not something I like to do. I, I do the same thing with Marcus Smart, Patrick Beverly. There's a few point guards that I, I kind of give them a little edge when I see somebody going against them. So I don't think I'll end up getting to too much Morant. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., he's been just balling out. So I, he's been playing absolutely well in these two matchups, 37-point average in the two games. So... Um, I don't mind him, but when you're just looking at point per dollar and price, I would prefer Aldridge on the other side for only $300 more. Um, and then the only other guy I'd really get the crowd, and it's just because he's been so up and down, but like when he's up, man, he's been up. Uh, he's he's brought back like, what, 39, um, then 11 the game before that, and 62 the game before that, and 30, 40. So uh, the definition of a tournament kind of guy, 5,500 still a fair price tag. I wouldn't be expecting anything more than that, like 32, 34. But it's an option, maybe. Okay, for that, that works for me. You want to look yep, at we'll shy away from Jaw. Get a little more Jay. Um, maybe even some Jonas. He's done all right in this matchup, but but yeah, I'm more interested in Lamarcus. So uh, probably only if I'm stacking the game. Yeah, if Jonas is playing 30 plus minutes, we're all exactly. 
All right. Well, we will. If any news pops up, we will tell you about that. And we're we're halfway through the slate here, so take a minute to uh, just request that you take a second if you if you have it and give us a thumbs up, a like, uh, positive reviews, especially. Um, on iTunes, uh, we'd appreciate that. That helps with our sponsors, and you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Mike is at M I K E A P O T R I A. I am at Language Olympic. The rest of our team includes Coach at J O E S A R V A D I. Miles is M Y L E S six five six five, and then. All the news you can find is at Hoopball Fantasy. So please do follow there, and we'll try to keep providing you with all the most up-to-date, relevant information that we can find to um, get you ready for lineup lock. Let's just talk about how you guys are absolute studs today, re-recording that podcast like at like 4 o'clock Eastern time. Well, you know, hey, we're, we're what we're trying to do here, as you know, is is – is help the listeners and get them all the up-to-date information and, and give us, give them our insights. And, you know, the nice thing about it was it was only a four game slate. So easier to crank out another, you know, 35, 37 minute podcast. So um, yeah, we do that for you and uh, that's what it's all about. And we, you know, appreciate the love back and forth that we get on Twitter. The humble brag. I like it, man. You just keep <laughs> crushing the GPP crusher, man. I love it. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's see if we can crush the second half of this slate. Um, all right, and it's going to start in Phoenix at 9 o'clock Eastern. We have Orlando traveling west, and it's a close spread. Phoenix favored by two, but lower over-under, of course, with the magic involved. Over-under is 217 right now. We've got Gordon questionable. Uh, the guy we spoke about earlier, DJ Augustine, is doubtful. And that's what we've got for injury news to start with. What are your thoughts on this matchup? So, I mean, on paper, it's actually kind of an intriguing matchup. It seems like one of those ones that has sneaky overtime written on it for me. Uh, But, you know, we got to take in consideration Orlando's pace. They usually try to slow things down. So uh, all the injuries, uh, everything taken into consideration, there's going to be plenty of usage to go around. I think Vucevic is a more than fair price tag. Um, you know, if Aaron Gordon's out, there's no reason why Vucevic shouldn't just come out here and just grab like 16 to 20 boards. Um, he's been taking a lot. You know, we, we've seen the rebounds kind of take a hit this season, mostly because he's playing with almost three seven-footers in the front court. I mean, Isaac lengthwise is probably about seven feet. Uh, Gordon, take his athleticism into account, could jump like and get as high as a seven-footer. So uh, those are a lot of rebounds that are going to start to get funneled Vucevic's way. So I have no problem looking at him. All the usage that will go to Fournier, I have no problem taking shots on him and other lineups. Um, probably be my first option if I'm looking to play anybody from Orlando just because I know I'm going to be rocking some BAM at center. Um, so it makes a good sense to kind of pair over Fournier with him. And I know you you were on Fultz the other night, and I said, no way, Jose. So, um, you know, are you interested in him? Because I, I can't get him right, it looks like. I am because, yeah, two games ago he had his career high, 25 points. And he had a dud this last time out, but – you know, we're, we're throwing that one out. Um, and with DJ Augustine doubtful, um, you know, his, his minutes and usage should be strong. He's only 5.8. So I, I definitely, I definitely am interested in him. And then, you know, maybe as a pivot, uh, one or two tournament lineups, Terrence Ross at 4.5 again with Augustine out, if assuming he's out, then off the bench, I mean, who's going to be jacking all the shots. It's going to be Terrence Ross. Absolutely, and I, I actually think we'll end up seeing some point Fournier um, when 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 uh, Fultz comes off the floor. So that might help boost uh, his. <laughs> Did you just make well. that term up? That's I like that. Yeah, some point Fournier, yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, I, I I've seen it in the past. Okay, I haven't uh, seen that. Book, one. book it. It's going to be a five assist night for Fournier. I'm I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it right there. Prop at that. Uh, okay. Really. Maybe don't. Just that's just my gut talking right there. But uh, that's kind of the aspect and the thought process I'm taking when I'm going to be building my lineup. So he's going to have the ball in his hands a little bit more if all these guys are out. Yeah, and I just double checked. Michael Carter Williams will continue to be out as well. Absolutely. So, so it's, a lot uh, of interest in these guards. Definitely. Someone's going to have to hold the rock. It's not going to be able to be false for 48 minutes. <laughs> all right. How about over on Phoenix? Phoenix is tricky. Um, you know, a lot of these guys, they're fair price tags, but it's a tough matchup overall. 
Um, you know, I don't mind looking at some of the ancillary pieces. You want to take a shot at Ricky Rubio. Uh, maybe a guy like Kelly Oubre. I don't mind taking those kinds of stabs. I don't know if I'm going to be paying up for Booker or Aiton. We just talked about, like, you know, between Aldridge, uh, Bam, and Vucevic, a couple of the centers I'm interested in. Doesn't mean I'm, you know, going to be completely off of Aiton, but he'd probably be my, my fourth or uh, fifth option of the night for centers, just point per dollar. So I'm really just going to be looking at some of those mid-tier guys. At the end of the day, I don't even think I need to go overboard and get too many shares of them. Uh, just because I don't, I don't generally don't like to pick on Orlando. I know there's going to be a lot of the guys out um, of their, of their, you know, on their team. That's definitely going to impact their, how their defense is as a whole compared to how they normally are. But I'm still taking, the, you know, giving them some credit, um, and I'm taking that into account when I'm going to be building my lineups. All right. Well, I just made a note um, that I need to stack this game once because you said it was going to go to overtime, and if I do that, I'm going to have to include a couple Suns. And I, I'm with you. I like Aiton. You know, maybe Ubre will bounce back here, especially if Gordon's out. Then you know, give a little bit more love to these to these sons. But uh, you're right; these prices are they're not crazy low, attractive. So uh, you know, for once, I may have a little bit more interest on the Orlando side. Yeah, and listen, this the the I'm not booking it. I'm not. Oh no no no! You're booking time. it. It's booked. No way. Yeah. Oh no. Because oh, listen, <laughs> I I could just see, it. and if it goes to overtime, the game could still be under a hundred points for each team. You know, under yeah. two hundred total. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. I just I think it's going to be a little bit of a low scoring game. But I can see these two teams, you know, keeping it close for most of the game. Um, so I wouldn't, you know, if it ends up being a point or two total or three point difference, I'll, I'll consider that a win in my book. <laughs> All right, let's go to a game that probably will be even lower scoring. This is in Utah. It's Charlotte against the Jazz. Total right now is 212.5. Utah favored by 12.5. So folks in Vegas are not expecting Charlotte to do much scoring in this matchup. What are your thoughts on this game? Excuse me, I had a sneeze right there. I got another one. Sorry, apologize. <laughs> um, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not touching anybody on Charlotte. Uh, not going against Utah. Uh, everybody's priced right. If you want to take a stab at the guy, like anytime I feel like underconfident in anybody on Charlotte, I, I think to myself, Devontae Graham's probably going to have a great game. Um, so if you wanted to take a shot on anybody, it would just be him. I'm not touching the front court. I'm probably not going to be playing any Rozier. And then on the other side of the ball, um, Gobert absolutely crushed in this matchup. Put up 50 points last time. Utah, uh, Charlotte's front court's been one of the worst in the NBA thus far. So I don't mind taking a look at him. But again, it's just one of those centers that you have to pile into the pool of other guys that we like. Uh, but he might be one of the better priced up options if you have some extra cash to spend. Um, and then, you know, just probably a little bit of Joe Jangles, I wouldn't mind at 5,600. Otherwise, probably not going to go too much in this game. Yeah, perfectly said. I'm with you completely. And I, I, I will have some angles at 5.6. I like small forwards against the Hornets. So so he will be out there for me. But, uh, yeah, not much else. So let's, let's move on to a slightly more exciting matchup. It's, once again, LeBron and Luka, 945 Eastern in Dallas. We've got Anthony Davis, questionable. Avery Bradley, questionable. And over on the Dallas side, Porzingis is out again. J.J. Barea is questionable. So when the dust settles, how much LeBron and how much Luka are you going to have? It's all going to be determined on how much, if I mean, if Davis plays or not. Um, he's questionable right now, like you said. So if, if Davis plays, um, I'll probably ease back my shares on both these guys just slightly. Uh, I'm not going to go overboard on them. If Davis sits, you know, I'll probably play a ton of LeBron. I'll probably run it back with a little Luka and a couple different lineups just because without Davis, uh, they're, you know that Laker defense, it's been one of the best in the league this season, and a lot of that's because of Davis. He's been playing like a defensive player of the year. So without him, it's a completely different lineup, um, and I'd have a little bit more interest in Luka. But obviously, LeBron would be the guy that you'd be to have the most interest in. At 11K, he's priced up, but he's got a ton of usage without Davis. He'd have to get funneled shot attempts. Uh, we'd also probably end up seeing Kyle Kuzma play a decent amount of minutes at 5,300. He'd be another decent option I'd be looking at. Probably not going to go near Rondo. He hasn't been paying off anything, um, and I don't want to sniff him lately. He's kind of just burned me a few times. I'm a little over him. So maybe we'll take a look at a guy like uh, Caldwell Pope. Uh, that's, I know that's Coach's guy. He'll probably be a decent value at 3,600. Um, get a few extra shot attempts as well. That'll show Rondo. We play Pope. 
Forget yeah, you, Rondo. <laughs> what, did you see all the anti the the for bullying? I'm sorry, I almost said anti bullying. The the pro bullying ads that people were bringing up about Pope because I guess he was taking some flack earlier in the season, and then he uh, once he finally started getting out of his slump, uh, all the Twitter trolls kind of took credit for it. Okay, like, yeah. See, bullying does work. Oh, we really? Ma- if we, I we didn't, didn't make that. fun of Cuomo Pope, he wouldn't have gotten out of his slump. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't I'll understand ne- the logic, I'll, but I'll never give up on Rondo. He's He's done me so well, especially in showdown slates over the years. But in terms of this particular matchup, you broke it down really well. Um, I'll definitely have some Kuzma with AD out. Uh, LeBron gets a little bit of a nudge here over Luka. He has averaged more points in this matchup, and he's $1,600 cheaper. I do think we'll get some, um, you know, Luka fired up after that play down the stretch against Denver where they didn't even get a shot off. Uh, you know, he'll have a little sour taste in his mouth from that close defeat, and he'll be ready to roll. Um, if Berea's out, what about value play for Curry, 3.7, or Powell, 5.5? Any interest in either of those guys? I think they get a little bit of a bump, yeah, definitely. But, I, I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're probably looking at the minutes getting spread across all three of them. I'd, I'd probably have a little bit more interest in a guy like DeLon Wright. Um, you know, he's, he's been getting 31 minutes in the last game, kind of getting it done in a little bit of different ways all across the board, six boards, six assists or six points, six boards, two assists, a block and three steals. Um, so I, I would, I'd probably have the most interest in him, but at the end of the day, you're getting, you know, Curry and, uh, against the Lakers, you know, that's something that, um, I wouldn't mind taking a look at, at his price tag, 3,700 is dirt cheap. Uh, we're going to be looking for some value. We mentioned a bunch of these 8K, 7K guys. Now we're talking about bringing LeBron or Luka into it. So, you know, at the end of the day, if you wanted to play a little LeBron, run it back with a value play on the other side, I want to knock it. Yeah, uh, DeLon Wright has been better in this matchup. you got to pay a little bit more, but 4.9, I think he's worth a look. So that's a good call. I'm going to add him to my player pool. It's all about all right, who's starting. It could be somebody different every other week. Carlisle kind of has a lot of the Popovich stuff. He does. It's frustrating. It really is. Um, that's why it's nice when you get some clarity, like if Berea's out or, you know, any given night, if, if one of these guys is out, is out, it really helps a little bit. So, all right. Um, two games left. Uh, we're going to go with Milwaukee traveling to Sacramento. Uh Ilyasova is questionable. On the Kings side, we have some bigger news. We've got Bogdan Bogdanovich out, and Holmes is still out. Now we've got Bagley questionable, so he might come back into the mix. So with the revamped Kings lineup, who are you looking at in this matchup? Yeah, this is uh, this is going to be a challenging game to kind of decipher with the injuries, with the you know just going against the Bucks, tough defense. Uh, you know, everything, every factor coming in this, it's, it's going to be tough. Guys are a little bit priced up. We're getting some good value from Trevor Ariza for a few games, up to 4,700. You kind of have to think about it a little bit. But um, without Holmes, and let's just kind of, you know, say like if Bagley's out and Holmes are both out, um, you know, I don't mind taking a, a shot at a guy like Blitzia. 6K, he's a little bit priced up, but he should continue seeing some pretty big bidets. I'm not going to go to a guy like Giles unless I'm scripting this to – be more of a blowout, but he's not a guy that's going to see too much minutes. You know, he's a guy that's battled injuries ever since high school. So they know that he's a project. He's a guy that's going to be a limited minutes guy going forward for a long time. So um, don't get overexcited. Anytime you hear he might be starting or anything like that, Don't I, I would never anticipate more than like 22, 24 minutes from him, like ever. Um, and, I, you know, I, I don't think I'll be going to like a guy like Fox or Heald. I don't want to just pay a premium for him. If I'm playing a guy like Giannis, then I'd run it back with one of those guys. Yeah, well said. If if Bagley's out along with Holmes, then then yeah, I'll get a couple shares of Bielitsa as kind of the primary big there. You know he's going to play big minutes in that scenario. 6.0 is a fair price tag if he's going to get, you know, 36 minutes or more. And yeah, I don't I don't think I'll have much Giannis. I'd rather play LeBron. Um, you know, the Kings are 28th pace, so I don't think we'll get as much fantasy goodness in this game. Um, all right, anybody else in this matchup? Are you ready for the, the nightcap? Uh, well, before we just move on to uh, the nightcap, one, one player I wanted to bring up, uh, you know, Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, he's been playing well. Uh, shooting guard, 
pretty much. He plays a little bit of all all wing positions at this point. Minutes in the mid twenties. He'll fly under the radar. I don't love the price, um, but if you're playing maybe that late game and you're looking for a guy that's going to be low owned with some decent upside, um, he's definitely an option for you. Oh man, I love watching him play. Just the way that he chases after rebounds, and you know he's not as big as all these guys, but he'll fly up there and 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 grab those rebounds and he's hustle plays reverse layups um he's a guy that like you just it's fun to play him and then watch him because i just love his game he's he's that guy that just tears it up in rec league you know what i mean like like you walk into an open gym and he just is grabbing every board over the big guys you're just watching him he's got the headband the high nike socks crushing it (laughs) yeah and then he'll like He'll stroke a three, and then he'll go hammer dunk over somebody, and you're like, wow, where did that guy come from? Yeah, I got to get him on my team. Yeah. All right, well, we got one game left. It is a 10-30 tip-off. The Golden State Warriors against the L.A. Clippers. And in terms of news, we've got Looney out. We've got D'Angelo Russell still questionable. And over on the Clippers side, we have Paul George out. So what's left here? What, what do we like uh, given that injury situation? Uh, so, I mean, you know, barring news, Kawhi Leonard will start off with the Clippers here, uh, top of the board, 9,900. Uh, you know, anytime that we, we know Paul George is out, we could pretty much expect at least 20 shot attempts from him. And that's kind of a threshold that separates him. It's a great matchup against Golden State and, you know, he's been really struggling from three-point land and from the field in general. Uh, you know, three out of the past four games, he's shot less than or 38% or less. Um, and, you know, just talking about his three-point percentages between that, the highest he shot was 33 with two games of 14%. So, um, you know, I would expect these law of averages to change. I could see him having one of those 55-point games tonight, especially um, with George out. Will I get to a ton of shares of him? I'm going to be honest with you, probably not. Um, I, I, I'm kind of struggling. I will get a couple, um, but I'll probably still have more LeBron if that situation pans out with Davis out, and I'm going to be spreading it out to a couple of fair and balanced lineups as well. But, um, you know, it's, it's going to be tough, Andrew. I, I want to hear your opinion on it, actually, because maybe you could talk me onto it a little bit more. Where are you at with him? I am not going to try to talk you onto it. Uh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm in the camp of if he explodes here, fine. But... You know we've got we got Lou we've got Lou Williams we got Harrell, um, it's Golden State, slower pace. They just I don't think they need him. Like we're gonna see LeBron for example if Lakers and Mavs game is close. Um, so you know go back to Trey Young at ten point four. I'd rather pay ten point four for Trey Young than Kawhi at nine point nine. Yeah, good point. Good point. I almost I almost forgot about Trey Young. I feel like that was so long ago. It was. I mean, it was nine games ago. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's weird when you start with the banger like that. <laughs> so uh, I mean, you know, rounding out the Clippers here, I like Harold at six point seven. He's probably the the Clipper I like the most. Yeah, I know you're always on that Harold who will stack and. Um, you know, both those guys have to be in play anytime Kawhi or George are sitting. You just know that they're going to be guys that are going to be absorbing a ton of the usage as well. Um, I've, I'd have no issues going with either one of those guys. I'd probably be looking at them, like you said, more than Kawhi Leonard with push comes and shove. Uh, just good exposure, good usage, good matchup, and just a far cheaper price tag. Um, probably won't go to too many of the ancillary pieces like Beverly or Green or Harkless. Um, you know, if I had to pick any one of those guys, I, I, I like I had to push, come to shove. You got to pick one gun to your head. It would probably be Harkless, uh, just because I could see him playing a couple more minutes with in Georgia's spot. Yeah, and, and for me, um, I, I wish Lou Williams was lower than seven point four because of that price tag. I probably, I probably won't have much of him. I don't think that's that bad, honestly. It's not. It's not that bad, but we've seen him in the six K range, and th- then I get a lot more excited about it. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Uh, it. You know, you look at 7-4, like guys we just spoke about, Aldridge. You feel a lot more comfortable about a guy like Aldridge going against the Grizzlies at 7-4. Right. Uh, and it's mostly just because of the floor, I think, right? It's, you know, you're pretty much getting 34, 35 out of Aldridge no matter what. Um, Lou Williams, you wouldn't be shocked if he comes out of there and puts up 24, 25. Exactly. So I could see that. more, more of a, Maybe more of a uh, tournament play. Right. Well, right? 
um, some cheaper options over on Golden State. Anybody you like over there? Would you would you get a lineup or two with Willie Cauley Stein at forty four hundred and hope for six seven X? Yeah, I don't I don't mind Willie Cauley Stein. I mean, I told you last uh, well on the show that kind of got botched up a little bit, but I, I had a good amount of Spellman. So I mean, I'm going to be targeting both these centers with uh, with Marquise Chris like uh, you know released from the team. These guys are going to be pretty much chopping it right down the middle, uh, both at a fair price tag. So. Willie Cauley Stein is definitely going to be a great value play. He's probably the preferred option at this point now that their price tags are so similar. When there was like a nine hundred or eight hundred dollar difference, um, I was leaning more towards uh, you know getting that savings and going and going towards with Spellman. Uh, but I'll have a little bit of shares with probably three quarters more of uh, Cauley Stein than Spellman. Um, other than that, I mean, I'm I'm not going to be going to too much Draymond. I get re- I get really nervous anytime I'm playing Draymond. I don't know what kind of minutes he's going to see. Um, so Fifty seven hundred is a fair enough price tag. You want to take a shot at him? Just don't do it in a cash game. Yeah, not not advisable this season at least. Any other season, five point seven, we'd have him in one hundred percent of our lineups. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. This is twenty twenty though. This is the different year for the Warriors. Yeah, Warriors are just very tournamenty tonight. None of them feel like too safe for cash, other than the centers. If you wanted to take shots on those guys, because you're really they're so up and down. Uh, you know, you're getting 40 point games out of Burks one night, and then 12 or 20 from another different night. Same thing with Green. Um, Damian Lee has been a little bit more consistent than some of these guys. A fair price tag, uh, but you know, we're talking about the Clippers, and he's kind of plays the same position as Paul George. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, that's uh, Kawhi Leonard, my fault. Right, right, right. Um. All right, well, that's the 10-game slate. Before we get your final thoughts, Mike, let's give one more shout-out to mybookie.ag. Please remember to use that promo code DFS today when you go over there and make a deposit and get a 50% match. And one more shout-out for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, the coffee deliciousness that is highly recommended. Uh, Mike, any final thoughts on this 10-game slate? I'm thinking, man. I, I, I think I'm good to go. I mean, we, we hit all 10 games. Uh, you know, I'm pretty excited. Uh, we've you know, been doing pretty well over here, I think. We've been producing some winners. Some listeners have been doing pretty well. So um, I love getting ready for this weekend because I know I get my work schedule, kind of cools off, and I can just focus all well, basketball all weekend. It was last Friday that you had a big, big night. So everyone out there, please go follow Mike at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. He's going to give you some gems Friday right before lock, I'm sure, because it's his best day of the week. So uh, with that in mind, uh, for Mike Patria and the rest of the team here, Coach and Miles, I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us on Hoopball NBA DFS Today. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.